Hey, you're listening to the GGC Life Podcast. Weekly messages from our Sunday services. We hope this message encourages you. Be blessed. What an amazing time of worship, of lifting up His name, of praising His name, of, you know, identifying how good He is in all things. Um, Yeah, He's just the, like... God our Father and the, the person of Jesus, like who the Holy Spirit is in all things, like it's just so beautiful. You can just you can feel His presence in the room. You can feel His presence in the room right now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Let's let us pray. Let's um in whatever and whatever way this looks for you, like we are, we're going through this time of prayer. This you know this month has been an, a, a beautiful month of prayer. Um, so whatever it looks like to you, like just surrender your hearts right now. You know, you might stay the way you are and that's okay. Be comfortable. You might want to close your eyes. Um, you know, you might want to lift your hands. You might want to be on your knees. Whatever it looks like to you, just surrender yourselves right now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. My dad, my God, glorious one. Almighty one, all so beautiful one, holy are you, holy is your name, pure, holy, O blameless and beautiful God, let your purpose come, let your plans come, let your sovereignty come, let your kingdom come, let heaven come, in heaven so we ask that it be here on this earth. Thank you that you have already given us what we need. That you have given us daily nourishment, both to the mortal and unto the spirit that lives on. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Father, forgive us for what we have committed against you, for what we have done that has gone against what you have created us to be, and that being love. Forgive us as we have already Forgiven those that have done wrong by us. Forgive us as we hold no thing, not one thing against any one person around us. Continue to lead us in truth. Lead us away from the evil one that leads us to temptation. All of this is for you, God. King of kings, Lord of lords. O Holy One, we pray out your will and no other. Let it all be through he who is worthy, Jesus. Amen and amen and amen. Beautiful. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. For those that know that's, you know, that's what Jesus said, how, how we ought to pray, I, you know, I just kind of shared my heart a little bit with it. And it's, um, you know, in verse 9, it starts off and it says, pray then in this way. Our Father who is in heaven. So what we did is we acknowledged the Father and the reality of His sovereignty. Hallowed be your name. We are focused on His holiness much greater than the circumstances we may be in. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We're declaring His will, not our will, not our problems, but we acknowledge and declare His plans to take place. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we have also forgiven our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Food for the mortal and spiritual body. Confession of sin, redemption through Jesus. We rely on you, O God. 
So we've been going through this season of prayer. Through this whole month, we've been talking and, you know, sharing, sharing on prayer. And um, a lot of the time we may uh, discuss or we might be thinking, all right, what should I be praying for? Sometimes you might be in your lounge room or you might wake up or before you go to bed, you go, what, what should I pray? And I want to share a little bit this morning on how we ought to pray. How should we pray? From what, what place, what motive, what area of identity, how should we be praying? Okay, so if you, if you write notes, then you're welcome to write this down. If you're not, then I just encourage you to sit there, be comfy, and just kind of receive with an open, open heart and open spirit. But, um, you know, the focal question that we, uh, you know, we're going to be constantly just revisiting is how we ought to pray. How we ought to pray. Beautiful. So we got, um, you know, kind of what we'll be touching on a little bit will be our created value, who God's called you to be. Um, our circumstances crucified and our heart's cry becomes his heart cry. See, when we understand our created value, our circumstance then becomes crucified with him on that cross. And when our circumstances are crucified, our heart cry becomes his cry. That his kingdom come, that his purpose comes, that I become and walk in the fullness of which he created me to be. in. You know, each and every single one of you right this very moment has purpose. Like each, each person here right now actually has purpose, has a plan, has potential, has value, has destiny, and has a call. There's a specific call on all of your lives. And see, some people here, you know, might say, yes, I'm a Christian, I'm a believer. Some here might be, you know, identify as whatever else. But I want to say that whether or not you see Jesus as your Lord and Savior, Lord and Savior, God still has a plan for you. His purpose still remains. His plan still remains. So I just want to encourage you, just just, just have an open heart to what God is doing right now in this moment. Like, this is, this is a pivotal time in the church, and we're seeing incredible, incredible shifting and just maturity. And, you know, I just welcome the Holy Spirit right now to convict me of all things that's not Christ. All things that's not Christ. So, my first point being created value. I can't, my, my, my spirit, I can't emphasize this enough. As believers, we must understand you have purpose, you have potential, you have value, and we must understand our created value, what God actually created you to be. In Genesis 1 and 26, um, it's, yeah, in 126, then God said, let us make mankind in our image according to our likeness. So what does that mean? What does that mean for you? So if God of the whole universe who created all things said, let's make man, let's create him in our image and in our likeness. What does that mean? What does that mean? We were created in the image of God. In 1 John 4, God is love. God is love. So if we were created in the image of God, then we're called to walk out and step out in love, in all things, love. We were created in the image of God, and that is love. 1 Corinthians um, 13, um, if you'd like to turn there with me, give you a moment. I just want you guys to catch, catch the heart of the Father. He created you in His image. Like, that's crazy. Like, He adores you. He loves everything about who you are and what's in, what's in alignment with Him, right? He loves you so deeply, and He created you. Like, just think of yourself this very moment. He actually created you in His image. God, the God of the universe, 
That's crazy. It's big. All right, are we there? 1 Corinthians 13. If I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but do not have love, I become a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and know all mysteries and and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to remove mountains, but I don't have love, I have nothing. And if I give all my possessions to feed the poor, and if I surrender my body to be burned, but do not have love, it profits me nothing. Love is patient. Love is kind. It's not jealous. Love does not brag. It's not arrogant. It does not act unbecomingly. It does not seek its own. It's not provoked. It does not take into account a wrong suffered. It does not rejoice in the unrighteousness, but rejoices with the truth. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never fails. But if there are gifts of prophecy, they'll be done away with. If there are tongues, they will cease. If there is knowledge, it will be done away. For we know in part and we prophesy in part, but when the perfect comes, the partial will be done away with. When I was a child, I used to speak like a child and I used to think like a child. I used to reason like a child. When I became a man or woman, I did away with childish things. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then I will know fully, just as I also have been fully known. But now faith, hope, love, abide these three. But the greatest of these is love. Genesis 1.26, you were created in the image of God, in His likeness. 1 John 4, God is love. We were created to walk, operate, and function in love. And you might be saying, Josiah, I thought we're talking about prayer. Hear my heart. How we ought to pray is out of a heart of love. If you go to verse, sorry, if you go to verse um, uh, 4 of the 1 Corinthians 13, love is patient. It is kind. It lists characteristics of love. It's patient. It's kind. It's not self-seeking. And I just want to encourage you guys that when we see who we are and who we were created to be, when we pray, we actually operate out of a place of, God, let your will be done. Let your kingdom come. It actually shifts from, God, I'm just works so so tough right now. I'm just, I have problems with my sister. My family's this. My mom's this. My dad's this. My children are this. And it shifts from a, God, can't you just do something to a, God, let your will be done. I ask that far, like these kids, that my brothers, my siblings walk into their identity that is in you. It shifts from what works well for us to what is actually his plan. See, Prayer has become something that has benefited us as believers, but what it was actually created to be was to identify the truth and the call that God has. And we're actually called to speak out with our tongue what God's plan was. Let your kingdom come, Lord. In Matthew 16, 24, you can just write this down. Then Jesus said to his disciples, if anyone wants to come after me, 
he must deny himself. So to believe, uh, to the one that believes in this and one that doesn't believe in this, one, if you want to follow Christ, what does Jesus say? You must deny yourself, take up his cross and follow me. So what was the first thing Jesus asked us to do when we picked up his cross? Deny ourselves. Yet every day, some of us, not all, and it's attainable and it's possible, but we, we live life and we just, we, we live it with the stain, the muck, the dirt of the world without the revelation and understanding of what God's already done, denying ourselves, going, this is not about me. If, whether it's my boss, my sibling, my parents, my children, they might be giving you a hard time. It's like, what is love? Well, love is not seeking its own. It's keeping no record of wrong. No matter how many times someone may cheat you or do wrong by you, it's just love. We just, it's just the being of love. So please hear my heart. Like, this is, this is something that, that is actually attainable. God actually set this up for you to attain. This is beautiful. You know, a lot of the time, uh, you know, speaking to someone and they were like, yeah, but they're not loving. Like, how do I love that? The thing is, if no one's modeled love for them, then how about you just put on Christ and in the putting of Christ, in the reading of His Word, in the renewing of your mind, you become love and in becoming love, you're actually modeling what love looks like for them. And in modeling love, you're actually modeling what Christ looks to someone that may not know Jesus. So how, how we ought to pray. How we ought to pray is out of a heart, a motive and understanding of who we are as sons and daughters that we were made in, in the image of God, and that all those around us, every human being here has a purpose, has potential, has value, has a destiny and a call on their lives. And when we pray, it's not to convenience us. It's not to say, oh, how come they just can't do this? God, can't you change them? It's, God, whatever the, 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 your, your plan is for them, whatever you have called for them, Father, I ask that that be. I ask that that be, that they just come and see themselves as a son and as a daughter and they walk in it. We've never seen in, in the Word of God, we didn't see Jesus say, God, these disciples, like, you know, they, they, can, they can never stay awake when praying. They're losers. They suck. We can't even put that on Him, yet we see it in our own prayer life. If we can't see it in Jesus, don't allow it to be in you. So number one is our created value. Brings us to number two is when we understand. This is the foundation. I created that you must understand that Jesus loves you. He has a purpose for you. And your purpose was to be in his image, in his call. And real quickly, before we move on, if I, if I was to speak into this water bottle. Hey, guys, how are you going? It's, it's, not, it's, not, micro, it's, not, it's not making my voice lou any louder, is it? What was a water bottle credit to do? To hold water. But I'm speaking into the mic. So in fact, if I'm trying to do something that's outside of what it was designed to do, it just doesn't work. Yet every day we live our lives outside of the will of God and wonder why it isn't working. When, when the conviction of the Spirit is hitting you right now, just allow it to just receive it and just go, wow, God, what are you doing? What are you doing in my heart? Because this mic was designed to, to, to speak my voice, to... to to microphone, the word is, to magnify my voice. And in the same way, your purpose, your potential, your value, what God created, designed you to be was actually in His image. So anytime that you step out of that, that's when you feel disgruntled, uncomfortable, uh, you're questioning things. And as soon as we can identify that, then you can actually read the Word of God and, choose, and say, oh, okay, God, now, now I see what I have been doing and what you've actually called me to do and be.
Who are we following? Beautiful. So number two, circumstances crucified. So, if we understand our created value being love, our circumstances then get crucified on the cross. We live in a cursed world. We're going to have circumstances. We're going to have situations. But all things was crucified with Him on that cross. We were never designed for ourselves. We are never living for ourselves. Prayer has become something to benefit me rather than a truth that transforms me. Prayer has become something to benefit me rather than a truth that transforms me. See, when we pray, we ought to pray His will, His kingdom, which is truth. His purpose, His plans, His destiny, who you are as a son and as a daughter of Christ. And what, Christ, and what it looks like to have Christ in you in your everyday life. At work, if the boss is being mean. At the family dinner, if you feel like your sister or your brother's picking on you. Whatever it looks like. When we pray, we ought to pray out of a heart that the truth transforms us, that we're speaking out what God's call is, God's plan is. Two Corinthians five seventeen. Just write it down. I'll read it out for you. All things passed away. Behold, all things have become new. All things passed away. Beef before all things become new. The mind in which we believe is not from a place of issues, but from the kingdom of God that lives inside of me. The kingdom of God dwells within you. Our circumstances must get crucified on that cross. So how, ought, how we ought to pray? From a transformed heart that is love and that speaks out God's will, not my will, not my heart, not my you know, intentional motive, not something that benefits me, but something, see, it's, it's not, it, you know, this Christian life isn't a life that's beneficial to me, but it's simply to operate in what He created me to be. And in doing that, that we see others come and walk into what God called them to, to be in. See, circumstances crucified, like, I've, we, we've all had circumstances, we've all had things come up. You know, when I was, uh, Younger, I used, I used to have something called Crohn's disease. Now, some of you may not know what Crohn's disease is. Now, that's a meant-to-be-chronic, forever-operating disease where it's, it's an inflammation of your bowels, okay? And that's meant to be for something forever, right? But in that moment, in that time, it was, you know, when, when all of that was happening, my focus was never on the fact that I was apparently diagnosed with a disease. It was actually really encouraging. I remember being there with Dad, and we, you know, when the specialist said, hey, you're going to have this for the rest of your life, you know, the first thing dad said when we walked out of the room was just like, don't accept a single, you know, thing like that. Why? Not because it was arrogance, not because it was pride, but actually because it was a revelation and understanding of what God's purpose is. God, let, 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 your, let your kingdom come on, on earth as it is in heaven. Is there any sickness in heaven, friends? No. Is there any pain or suffering in heaven? No, so as believers, we can actually draw on the new covenant through Jesus Christ that pulls on the anointing of what God has installed for you. So, however many years later, you know, really, uh, just through that time, I've, I was radically healed. I have no symptoms, no nothing of any chronic disease, although the doctors have said it. I'm apparently intolerant to both dairy and nuts, yet I have both quite often. 
and it's, and it's not an arrogance thing, but it's an understanding of righteousness of what God's actually put on your life. Sickness is real. I've had plenty of different things. However, God's purpose and plan for you is far greater than the circumstances you're within. And when we crucify our circumstances and we bring it to the cross, we can step into an anointing and a covering. And see, this very moment, as I'm speaking, we don't even need to pray for anything specifically, but I know that things are being healed. I know people's problems are being healed. This morning, someone came to me after the service and said, like, I, they, she couldn't lift her hand above, like, here, I think it was. And in worship, she was hands, hands right in the air. Allow faith to be stirred up. See, prayer is simply a pathway, an avenue to stir faith. With faith there, it happens. God moves. God moves. God moves. Jesus said it only takes faith as a mustard seed. See, earlier uh, last year, during uh, the whole start of COVID, my hours dropped at work. Pay obviously dropped. Sophie was moving from one workplace to another, and, you know, we just, because we were quite comfortable then, we are like, oh, just don't even, just, like, resign. You don't, we don't need to set you up with another one yet. And lo and behold, it got a point where we literally only had $300 in our accounts. And that's crazy to some. We, we have a mortgage. We're not just renting. We have a mortgage. Once a month, two and a half grand comes out of our account. We have strata. We have bills. We have all sorts of things. And even in that moment, we felt convicted by the Spirit not by flesh, not by pride, to still sow into someone else's life. So this is not a pride thing. This is not a, this is a, hey, I'm listening to what God is saying. In my prayer life, it's not like, God, can you help fix my financial needs? I go, God, what do you want, what do you want to do? How else can I be an open vessel for your plans and your purpose? And in that moment, we sowed $50 out to someone. That next day or two days later, $300 in our account. It's like, just like that. That next week, we had our mortgage, um, that was when the mortgage was going to come out, right? The two and a half grand. Just a day before, we had a $2,500 deposit into our account before our uh, deposit kind of uh, withdrawal. God is a real God. He's a real, real God. But see, we must understand the testimony of God's goodness in these things wasn't out of a place of, God, can you help fix my needs? It was, God, what's your will? Let me do your will and your plans and your purpose. And when my eyes is focused on Him, His purpose, His calling, and what He's called me to do, God just simply operates. I'm an open vessel. You can see it as kind of like a pipe with water flowing through. If you have rocks and pebbles and dirt in it, water's not going to flow through real right, yeah? But if you have a clear and clean just pipe, you can flow water right through. And that's what we ought to be. is like vessels, open, clean, pure, holy, and blameless. You know, uh, about six months ago, it was an unfortunate time. Really real things happen. I get this, friends. But Jesus is, is, is the deliverer. Jesus is bigger than all things. But Sophie and I went, unfortunately, through a miscarriage. And you might go, oh, that is sad. It is sad. It is a really unfortunate time. However, the circumstance we live in doesn't affect the power of, and, and the glorious nature of who Jesus is in all things. Although circumstances happen, there is a time to mourn. We're not blocking away emotion. We, are, we, we identify that, you know, things are real. Things happen. People pass away. But God's called us to greater things. Our identity is in Christ and Christ crucified. And what that means for us is to walk in the image of God and that be love. Love isn't self-seeking. It wasn't a pride thing, but we didn't go around telling a numerous round of people, hey, this is what we've just gone through. We told family and friends. We had people that supported us. But it was a motive of we don't want people to think that they need to almost like console us 
and to kind of make, make things like not what it is. Like God still remains. God's, God's plans and purpose still remains for your life. Now, if something's happened and you're going through something this very moment, don't lose faith of the fact that Christ still reigns and Christ is in you. And as we surrender our hearts to His purpose, His plans, and we say, Lord, let your kingdom come, let your will be done, holy is your name. And we focus on the sovereignty and the goodness of God. We become open vessels. And as we're open vessels, He simply operates. God is good in all things. Number one. A created value. Two, circumstances crucified, which brings, which brings us to point number three, a heart cry becomes his heart cry. When we understand our created value, our circumstances then become crucified with him on that cross. And when our circumstances are crucified, our heart cry becomes his heart cry. That his kingdom come, that his purpose comes, that I become and walk into the fullness of which He created me to be. One Genesis, Genesis one twenty six. We were made in the image of God, and His likeness. One John four, God is love. What is love? It's patient. It's kind. It's not self seeking. It's not easily angered. And it keeps no record of wrong. So his family members, to, you know, some of us here, and I, I get that, it's a very real worldly thing, but it's not in the kingdom of God. We, we, there's certain people that we're just struggling to forgive right now. And God forgave you of all things. Even when he knows you're going to continue to commit something, obviously we strive for what his plans is, but we aren't perfect. And we may continue to sin, but God still forgives you and he still continually forgives you. So I want to encourage you, if the king of all kings and we do something wrong against him maybe every day, he still forgives you. Forgive, friends. Forgive, let it go. Christ in you, love is patient, it is kind, it's not self-seeking, it's not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrong. It does not boast in all things, it's not arrogant. So number three, our heart cry becomes his heart cry. If I love him, I love what he says. You know, my mind, as I have an understanding of my value, my identity and who I am, and then I also crucify all my stuff, all the muck of this world, and I give it to him, then my heart cry in the prayer closet in where it's just me and God, or I'm just reading the word, my, the nature of who I am in the workplace, when my boss might be mean, or my siblings might be mean, or you know, your children are playing up. The heart cry shifts from a, how can this prayer benefit me to, God, I just pray that your will be done. My heart, my personal heart cry, doesn't. it's not even a putting on. It will take time and it can take time, but it also can happen instantly in this moment if you believe. If you believe this very moment, the shift can take place. And our heart cry becomes his heart cry. As we, you know, we might be praying, as we might be at work, it's like, God, I just pray that your will be done. I'm not going to think of how this prayer can try to benefit me. And as we shift our focus to His plans, His purpose, our eyes are off us and off our circumstances, and we're focusing on how holy He is, how beautiful He is, and how incredible He is in all things. He absolutely loves each of you. He has a purpose for each of you. He has a plan for each of you. He has a call, a destiny, and an understanding for where He wants you to be. And as we praise His name, that becomes clear before us. 
You can just write this down, Ephesians 4, 17 to 32. You can just kind of read it in your own time. But if love in no way is self-seeking, then when we, when we pray, our heart cry would and can only be for those around us to come into a deeper revelation of the goodness of God and that they're sons and daughters. So we talk a lot on what to pray, but it's like, how do we pray? And I want to encourage you, friends, like you guys are doing this already. How are we praying when, we're, when we are praying? Is it from a heart motive of God, can you change this? I hope that my daughter or son just thinks like this a little bit better or, or my sibling just understands that that hurt me when they did that. Or is it just like, God, I just pray that your will be done. And I just pray for peace and love and patience and kindness. I thank you, God, that you're transforming me. Imagine we fully became love. The full enactment of love can't help but just not seek its own. It's never thinking of its own, but it's just being everywhere it is. God, Jesus was God personified. Like it was, it was, it was, it was here on this earth and he, he was love. He was, it was the embodiment of love. You know, and there was times that he spoke up and he spoke the truth and there was times where he simply walked away. Jesus modeled exactly what we were called to be, how we were all created to be, how we were all created to be. So if someone wrong, you know, does wrong by me, hurts me, does something against me, I just want to encourage you, friends. Let's just get, let's just get on our own and just go, God, have your way. Whatever your, your plan, let your plan happen. Let your kingdom come. I ask that they just become a son or a daughter, that they understand who they are as a child. And the thing is, when people understand who they are as children of God, and if children, then heirs of the kingdom, They'll operate and love and just become it. It's not an act of love. It's not a, you know, and so it, it is going to be a time where you have to physically flee from things and put on, hey, I'm going to choose to be patient in this time. Or I'm going to choose to be kind. But in the, in the training of our physical body, in the training of our flesh, we simply become love. Back to the Lord's Prayer. Pray then in this way, our Father who is in heaven, so we're acknowledging the Father and the reality of His sovereignty. Hallowed be Your name. We are focused on His holiness much greater than the circumstances we may be in. Your kingdom come, Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We declare His will, not our will, not our problems. We declare and acknowledge what He has done and what He has called to come to pass. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we have also forgiven our debtors. And do not lead us in temptation, but deliver us from evil. Food for the mortal body and spiritual body. There's a confession of sin, redemption through Jesus. We rely on you, O God. One, we must understand our created value. Two, friends, circumstances are crucified. Three, our heart cry becomes His heart cry. When we understand our created value, our circumstances then become crucified with Him on that cross. And when our circumstances are crucified, our heart cry becomes His heart cry. That His kingdom come, that His purpose comes, that I become and walk into the fullness of which He created me to be. This very moment, God is moving. God is moving this very moment. He loves you. He has a plan for you. He has a purpose, a destiny, and a call 
which is to walk and operate as sons and daughters of the King. To imitate the walk of Jesus. And this is very much attainable, friends. This is very much attainable. So this moment, we'll just spend some time praying over the next few minutes. I just want to encourage each of you where you are. If this word, if this convicted your spirit and you're like, yeah, this is something that I need to take on, then awesome. Right now's the time. Do business with the Lord. Ask Him, God, I ask that you just shift my mind, my focus, the flesh to be in alignment with what you have planned for me, God. I ask that you just remove, I, 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 I ask that you shift the eyes on myself to your kingdom. Just this very moment, what I want to ask you to do, just surrender yourselves. Close your eyes if you wish. You don't need to raise your hands. You can raise your hands. You can get on your knees. Surrender your heart before the King. And what I want to encourage you to do as you pray is thank Him for everything He has done. See, it is in thanks that we're focusing on everything He's already accomplished in our lives. And in that acknowledgement of what He's done, we're stirring faith to believe for what's still to come. So this very moment, if you just want to encourage you guys, just yeah, not, not anything loud, but if, you, if you're believing for something right now, just start praying out. Just use your tongue. There's power, there's life in death in the power of the tongue. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you that I'm a son. Thank you that you've called me to walk and operate like Jesus did. Thank you that you love me. Thank you that you created me in your image and in your likeness. Thank you, Jesus, that I shift my eyes off of me and onto you and your kingdom. Speak it out this very moment. Just speak it out. And if you're here and you actually don't know Jesus and you're like, whoa, like what's just happened? Like the Spirit of God is like, is, is kind of, is, is, is tapping on your door. And let me just say to you, that He loves you, that that heartbeat, that like massive just racing of your heart this very moment is actually the Spirit of God calling you to come back to what you've created, you were always created to be. So what I want to say is if that's you right now, if you want to just raise your hands for me, I can see you and we're going to pray together and we're going to declare his kingdom come in your life. If that's you right now, I'm not going to count down. I just want you to raise your hand in faith. And it doesn't matter those that are around you. In fact, if we had space, I'd pull you all to the front because it's, it's, it's in front of people that we ought to step out in faith and in truth. We must, we must publicly declare that, we, that we, want to, we want to change the way we think. We want to change the way we operate. And if you were once a believer and you're like, I don't think I'm walking in this way. And you're like, Josiah, I want to walk in this way. I want to have what you have. Go for it. Raise your hands. Stand up at your feet this very moment. If that's you, God's calling you right now this very moment to walk exactly how He's created you to walk. So wherever you are, raise your hand right now. Stand to your feet and God's doing a work in you right this very moment. Right now, across the room. Thank you. Awesome. It says in the Word of God that for every person that confesses with their tongue that Jesus is Lord, that there is a party in heaven. If that's you, there's more in this room. If that's you, stand to your feet this very moment. 
with gratitude for what Jesus has done for you. He's died on the cross. He's taken away all iniquity, all sin, all stain and muck of the world. It's all gone. It's removed by the blood of Jesus. And He's called you to walk in His calling. He's called you to walk in His purpose, His plans. He has a specific plan for your life. And if that's you, go for it. Be encouraged. This is a pivotal time. This is a milestone time. Anybody else? Anybody else? Thank you. Awesome. There's another party happening this very moment. Stay standing. Come on, friend. Anybody else? Go for it. Come on. Let us pray. Let us pray. If you guys want to just repeat after me. My God, I love you. I adore you. Thank you for what you've done in my life. I give all of myself to you. I put my faith and trust in Jesus Christ. I turn away from my sin and I follow you, Jesus. I love you, God. I love you, Lord. Jesus, have my heart. Have it all. We bless this in Jesus' name. Amen. Beautiful, beautiful. We're just going to spend some time praying. So we've just, we've just touched on how to pray. So let's activate that. Let's pray. So if you guys want to maybe just stand to your feet and let's pray together. Let's, as, a, as a band starts to sing, we're just going to pray. We're going to declare His will. We're going to declare His purpose, His plans that He has for you. We're not going to be concerned about our circumstances. In fact, we're going to crucify it at the cross and we're going to thank Him for everything He's already done in our lives. And in the acknowledgement of everything good He has done, we're going to operate and have faith for what is still yet to come. Let's just start praying. Lift up your voices. Go for it. Just start praying. Thank you for what He's doing. You can go for it in tongues if you wish. Thank you, Jesus, for what you've done. Lift up His name. Thank you, Lord, for what you are doing. Thank you, God, that you're transforming my heart to be more like yours. Thank you, God, that you're transforming my heart. Lift up His name this very moment. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. This life is not ours. It is not our own. We submit it to you. It's a life of surrender. We love you, Lord. You've been listening to the GGC Life Podcast. We hope this message has encouraged you. For more, please visit our website, ggclife.com or email us ggclife at ggclife.com. From our house to yours, be blessed.